What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. We're about to have some fun. But first thing, y'all are watching us. Could be watching any show. We appreciate it. Don't take it at all for granted. Esteemed panel, Far End Slick, Rick the Buker, NBA Insider Slick. How we feeling, man? Feeling very good. We got news in the NBA. Keep it rolling. We do finally no better day in sports than a breaking news day in sports. Joy, what's the word? What's up? It's Juneteenth. It is. It oh, is. It so is. And we are here at work. LaShawn, Shady, <laughs> McCoy, Eagles, all time. Russian leader. Yes, we are. Okay, y'all, let's let these good times roll. Blockbuster trade in the NBA. It literally just happened hours ago. Reports are saying that the Wizards finalizing a deal to send three-time All-Star Bradley Beal to the Suns in a trade. That includes Chris Paul with the addition of Beal. Phoenix will also now have their big three. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul bringing us on camera. I love news like this, Shady, because big threes are some of the most galvanizing stories in sports, the most captivating stories in sports. We have seen big threes win titles before, most notably the Miami Heat, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. Do you expect the Suns' new big three to win a title? I truly do. I'm not sure if it's next year, the year before, or year after that, but I can see a, a championship coming to Phoenix. I mean, when I look at this team, let's not overthink this, right? You have three solid all-stars on one team. Mm -hmm. I remember Joy was talking about the, the points difference between the, the, the Nuggets and, and the Suns in the playoffs, yep. right? And I like, mean, who else, who's going to be a third piece to scoring? Well, you have it, right? You, you have it now. You haven't looked nowhere else. We've seen Devin Booker and Kevin Durant give you 60-plus points combined. They did. You, you had Bradley Bill in that thing. What you think he going to bring? <laughs> 20s, 30s? And then I'm not sure what they're doing with DeAndre Ayton, if they're keeping him or not. But if they keep him right now, if the roster they have right now, you can add a couple little a piece on the bench. Yeah. You keep Ayton there, it's going to be a tough team to deal with. It's a nice roster, Shady. Tough team to deal with. I understand all the excitement. It is merited when you talk about those three stars. But, Joy, will those three players, do you expect that big three for the Suns to win a title? I think they have as good a chance as anyone else in the West. I mean, we talked all throughout this finals run about talent and the necessity for talent. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned DeAndre Ayton. They're going to have to fill out the rest of this roster yeah. because right now, I mean, this is the definition of a top-heavy roster. They don't have anybody else on the guys. roster. They have five <laughs> guys who are under contract. So they're going to need some more actual players. Yeah. But I anticipate that DeAndre Ayton will be moved and that they are going to fill out the rest of their roster. They're obviously going to have to add some, some height. They're going to need a big man mm -hmm. considering that they're going to have to take down the winners of the NBA uh, title and of the Western Conference and the Nuggets who have a pretty good big man. So there's some things that I think they need to adjust, but you're starting with three all-stars. You're starting with Bradley Beal is kind of faded into the mist a little bit because of the past few years. He's obviously had some injury problems and, you know, being with the Wizards, it doesn't help. happen, doesn't help. But Bradley Beal is a coveted player. There's a reason why he wanted that no trade clause in his contract and it's worked absolutely in his benefits. If you're a Suns fan or you're in the Suns organization, I don't know how you're not thrilled about this. Slick, you're not in the Suns organization, so nope. I can't assume you are thrilled about this. But what are you? Can this team win a title? Not as constituted. It's a, it, well, hold on. Look, it can win a title. It can win a fantasy league basketball <laughs> title. They are killer if it comes to fantasy league. If we're talking about reality... I hate to get into the weeds on this, and I won't go too far, but 
the cap is projected to be 134 million next year. Right. These three alone are 130 million. Mm-hmm. You add DeAndre Ayton, it goes to 160 million. Under the new CBA, that takes you over the second apron, which means you lose all of your mid-level, your, your exceptions to sign players. You're basically the rest of your roster is going to be minimum contract players, and. The challenge there is, even if you have guys in the league who say, well, hey, those guys could be playing for a championship. I'd like to go play with them. I'd rather go play with a guy like Nikola Jokic, who's going to get me shots if I'm a role player. I got to defend and he's going to get me open threes, right? Even Jamal Murray can do the same. I ain't seen the ball once it goes to one of these three dudes. They're getting all the shots, right? They're scoring all the points. So... I've got to do all the dirty work. And if I look at the Denver Nuggets, or I look at, you know, some of the teams, I think there's some young teams in the Western Conference that are on the cusp of coming right now. Mm -hmm. I think the Memphis Grizzlies are going to be better next year. Sacramento Kings. Um, Those are two. Denver Nuggets, obviously, are still going to be at the top of the heap. I just don't see the path in which they're able to get there on the timeline that you have to with Kevin Durant. I agree with that. 2-5, I don't think the Suns are going to win a title, Joy. I don't think the Suns are going to win a title. And I need help to make my point. See, this is a full-size or king-size Snickers bar. This is a regular-size Snickers bar. And this is a snack-size Snickers bar. This is Kevin Durant. This is Devin Booker, and oh. this is Bradley oh. Beal. Oh. They are all the same thing. The only difference is they have different shapes and sizes. The exact same flavor profile, Ooh. just different shapes and different sizes. All three of these players are walking Buckets. I mean, walking buckets. Kevin Durant has averaged 30 points a game in his career, led the league in scoring. Bradley Beal's averaged 30 points a game two of the last four years. Devin Booker, y'all saw what he did this year in the playoffs, walking buckets. But the problem is, it's all the same guy. And you can devour all of these Snickers if you would like, but the dilemma is very simple. You're going to get sick because you ain't got a balanced diet. The Suns roster is not balanced. And I don't see how it will become balanced because you have three of the same players, some taller, some shorter, some light-skinned, some dark-skinned. But you got three of the same player on the basketball court. That is why I don't see them winning a title. Slick, you made a good point, and I'll elaborate on that point. I don't know who the Suns janitor is going to be. Got a whole bunch of CEOs, Shady, but I don't know who the janitor is going to be. When I think about championship teams, every one of them have a janitor. Hmm. For the Denver Nuggets this year, in the starting lineup, Aaron Gordon, he was going to do the dirty work. Who y'all need me to guard? Y'all need to go dive on this loose ball, do it. Backups, you had Brown and Brown. Both the Browns are going to do the dirty work. When you think about the year before, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he was going to be the janitor, if you will. And if not Giannis, Drew Holiday, and to some degree, Lopez. You think about the year before, when you want to talk about the Warriors, Draymond Green was always going to be the janitor. Mm -hmm. Draymond Green is doing the dirty work for those Warriors teams. So every team in my mind needs a janitor. I don't know who it's going to be in the slicks point. Shady, I don't know that any free agent's going to want to come over there and be like, okay, I'll just... Be a scrappy guy. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just feel like I disagree because, first of all, when you go to a heavy load team like that and you are guys probably going to make either the venture minimum, minimum yep. or you're going to make a minimum wage in general. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know your role. Not too many guys is trying to add on to a team for playing that, 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 that minimum contract is going to be, I need the ball, I need the ball. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing that on, on any level. If it's in the NFL or NBA, they, don't, they know their role. When you come into a team to have those type of stars, you know what role you're going to play. Yeah. And a guy might love to be a scrappy guy. Mm-hmm. Right? I remember when uh, David West with, with the Warriors, Warriors, when he won that championship, he could have yep. went to other places and got more money. Yep. 
But he said, no, nah, I want to win a championship. Great I'm going to take less to go win. And Great I think a lot of teams, or I'm sorry, a lot of players will come to the Suns for that reason. Joy, you've seen a lot of big threes, and you saw up close and personal one of the greatest big threes, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. But you've also covered the league long enough to see big threes not work. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, so agree. you've yeah. seen it work, and you've seen it not work. What gives you confidence in this iteration, in these three? Frank Vogel. Hmm. Mm. He's a championship-level coach. The coach, he's a real good coach. He has, he's a real good coach. He knows how to work with big stars. He's already done it. He knows how to elevate teams past what their capabilities yep. may seem on yep. paper. And this is a team that has a very aggressive owner. Obviously, an owner that's willing to write the check or they want to put these guys together. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's going to work or not. We get very excited about these things. It's going to be a lot of offense. I know it's going to work during the regular season. Mm. I know that. Yep. There are some questions about availability. Yeah. That's going to have to be answered. But to me, when you're talking about building a team that's going to compete with the Denver Nuggets, which is the team that you have to beat now in the West, you have to have a lot of talent. Now, I watch the Nuggets from a different perspective than everybody else did because I am a Heat fan. So I feel like I, I saw the vulnerabilities that everybody else was blinded to because they were enamored with an incredibly talented and deep team. Mm. But with this team, the key is going to be who you put on the rest of the roster. I think they have to be very intentional about getting some real defensive dogs yes. that are available. They're going to have to get some size. But to Shady's point, why would you bring in more players that want shots? They got more than enough shots with those three. Yeah. More than enough. They really had enough shots with just Katie and Booker. So you have the offense covered. Frank Vogel is a defensive coach. So he's going to develop that part of this program and the players that they bring in to fill out the rest of this roster, obviously, it will be difficult yeah, because yeah. they don't have a lot of money. But if they are intentional with it, I absolutely think they can, they can do it. Well, like, me, go, go ahead. Yeah, let me be clear. I, I'm not saying that you're going out to get Buddy Heald and scorers to add to this. But if I, even if I'm a defensive player, I want to touch the ball every now and then, mm -hmm. right? I don't want to have it like these guys take all the shots and my job is to make stops. And if we don't make stops, it's my fault that we don't win because these guys are scoring. And you know how it goes. We look at the offensive numbers and we go, well, KD got his 25 and Booker got his 25 and, 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 uh, and Bradley got his 20. Like, so it must be the other guys. And I will make that sacrifice if I think I'm going to win a ring. But I don't know how any, any ancillary player could look at Phoenix and go, oh, well, they're better than Denver. I don't know how you Denver look at that. Is Denver interested in this ancillary player? What's that? Is Denver interested in this player? They already, they already have them. That's what I'm saying. So, so we're not talking about players who are like, no, nah, I'm not going here, I'm going okay. here, I'm not going there, I'm not doing Denver that role. No, there are definitely guys around the league who want to play a specific role with a team that is competing for a championship. We yeah. feel like there's only one or two, maybe three teams that we feel very comfortable are in a position to go back to the championship to the finals next year right now as they're currently assembled. It's a very short list. But the Suns are someone that you feel like if it comes together could get there. Joy, here's what's fascinating to me. Uh, clearly we've heard all these brilliant opinions at the desk. I'm interested in how do players feel? I found it very peculiar when Yusuf Nurkic, he responded via Twitter yesterday. He said, the Brooklyn situation all over again, crying emoji, crying laughing emoji. I wonder if players have seen this not work enough times to say, you know what, we're good. Or to Shady and Joy's point, it's Kevin Durant. It's Devin Booker. It's Bradley Beal. Maybe you would just say, hey, I trust that it will work. Shady, if, if you are 
a player in the NBA. What's your thought process? Because you have seen it be a colossal failure in Brooklyn. Do you think that you would run to this opportunity? I mean, it's, it, it depends on the type of player you are. I think from older players or players not get the, the, that type of opportunity to, to do, do – um, display how good they are, yep. right, on different teams. You come to this team where we're, we're older, we're savvy vets, right? We want to win now. We're doing everything possible to win. And you want to align yourself with that team because now your role might just be, I got to play defense and, and, and shoot wing threes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'll sign it up right now because you know you're going to get open shots. Yep. See, you, you, I feel like, Skip, you're thinking, or, I, call, ooh, I called you Skip. You did. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I meant to say Slick, slick not Rick. Skip, but Slick Rick. Sorry about that, brother. I feel like you're looking at this as a player that's trying to go off and do his thing. No, if you're a player that's trying to come here and win, it fits right with you. Open shots. Think about that. This this is also a team. (laughs) This is also a team that has a lot of championship experience. You've got a coach that's won a championship. Kate. Hold on now. It's players that have championship experience. KD has a few of those. I'm hard-pressed to say that it's a team if it's KD and it's a coach. Like, when I think of a team having championship experience, I think of, like, three, four of the guys. Well, they only have five players on the team, six players on the team right now under contract anyway. Booker's played in the finals. KD is two-time finals MVP, has two championships and a league MVP, and Frank Vogel has won a championship four years ago. Mm -hmm. So the top part of this team, the two most important pieces in Kevin Durant and the coach are championship levels. It's fast. And I think Bill will be better. Because you're playing with teams that, that, I'm sorry, what just haven't been good. They've been, been yeah, kind of weak. At all, right? At all. Now you go to a team that got real good players, you're going to shine better with, with less volume, with less yep. shots. Okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I know we got to go, but what, did those role players for the Suns last year, did they shine? Like, nah, but you, but they, they just, were together this, like But this role player games. is different, though. Yeah. Bradley Bill is like a different type of role player. Like, imagine him. He's a star. You no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about everybody else. Role I'm, talking, I'm, talking, I'm talking about five, six, seven, eight. I get eight, that. But when you, nine. when you add in Bradley Bill, like, them, them role players, now their job is not as big. Wait, he made, I'm a, he made the guys in Washington better? I mean, he's you not, not, that's not his job. And, yeah, he's playing with Kevin, Kevin Durant yeah. and, uh, and Devin Booker. You play with Kuzma. We will, we will get back to this topic momentarily. But because of Shady's outfit colors, I have to transition to the conversation about the Buffalo Bills. Next, I see you in the blue and red, 2-5. Now, look, there is drama brewing in Buffalo. Have they peaked? That's the incredible conversation when we return. Remember, you can check us out every day on the Fox Sports channel on Sirius XM. S-L-I-C. I got it right. Slick. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Clatcho YouTube channel. Okay, let's talk about the business going on with the Buffalo Bills. They have been making it to the playoffs as of late, but things have gotten a little unhinged in Buffalo. Remember, Stephon Diggs missed the first day of minicamp, then he reported the next day. There was a little turmoil intra-locker room, if you will. He is reportedly frustrated with his role in the offense and with the team's play calling. Shady, you played for the Bills. I will defer to your expert opinion, but I will get mine off as well. I think the Bills have peaked. 
Mm. I can't wait to hear what you have to say, but I think the Bills have peaked because there's too much turmoil going on for my liking. Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator formerly last year and for the previous years for the Buffalo Bills, he's not there anymore. What I recently heard over the weekend is because Sean McDermott wanted to take over calling plays on the defensive side. Well, now Stephon Diggs, their superstar wide receiver, is upset with play calling on the offensive side. Remember, Brian Dable, brilliant coach for the New York Giants, he was the Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator when Josh Allen had his best season, runner-up to Aaron Rodgers as NFL MVP. And now he's gone. Ken Dorsey has taken over, and he did a fine job last year. So I think the Bills have peaked. Think about the last three years. They lost in the conference championship game to the Chiefs. Then they lost in the divisional game to the Chiefs. Then they lost in the divisional game at home to the Bengals. The Bills are literally going in the wrong direction. Conference championship game, lost. Conference championship, divisional game lost to the Chiefs. Divisional game lost to the Bengals. So I think the Bills have peaked, but Shady, you know the Bills. You played for the Bills, yeah. all pro for the Bills. Where do you stand? Have they peaked? I'm going to say no. They, they have some time still to win a championship. Um, they're, they're, they're ran by a really, really good coach, yes, Sean McDermott. I think Josh Allen still one of the top quarterbacks in this league. And Stephon Diggs one of the top wide receivers in this Absolutely. league. You get Von Miller back from injury. Um, you got Tredavious White coming back from injury. You got both of the safeties, Poirier and Michael mm -hmm. Hyde. So I think this team will still be good. I mean, I just think that the, the, the issue is why we think they've peaked because all the top teams in the, in the AFC have emerged, right? Mm -hmm. now, now the Jets are a team to talk about. D depending on how tool is, now the, 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 the Dolphins are a team to talk about. So the Ravens, they've always been good. They add in some offensive pieces. Now we're talking about them as one of the emerging teams to go to the AFC Championship game. So it's just a lot of different, I guess, variables yeah, that yeah. come to this opinion of they, have they picked too soon. But I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm going to still ride that, 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 that band, that, uh, that wagon. wagon. I hear you. And we'll see what happens with Buffalo. We'll see what happens. Joy, where do you stand on the Bills? You were all in last year, all in last year, as was I. But it didn't pay off for us. Yeah, and I don't like to be made to be a liar. So... I didn't appreciate that, and I've picked Josh Allen to win the MVP like the last three years. But I'm, I don't know, I have this feeling like it's just, I feel like it's Bill's exhaustion. Mm -hmm. We're getting tired of picking them. So we're doing that thing that we do in the media where we're like, we've picked you enough, now you have to suffer. We did this a little bit with Jokic this year. Like, you know what? Yeah. You yeah. need to prove yeah. us yeah. that you're We're not giving you any more. Yeah. Now you have to earn it. Yeah. We know you're really good, but you're making us look like liars. Yeah. I feel like that's where we are with the Bills. The Bills have had a top five scoring offense and a top five total offense in each of the last three seasons. Mm -hmm. I understand there's a little bit of spiciness going on, and maybe some of that spiciness is due to the frustration of them not actually yeah. winning yeah, despite all the talent and the success that they've had during the regular season, which is understandable. I'm just hesitant to completely jumping off the bandwagon with the Bills even in the AFC, because it feels like they're always just right there. Yeah. And there's so much that happens over the span of a football season. Injuries to other teams, you have adversity with other teams, coaches getting fired. Like, there's so much that can happen that breaks in different teams' directions. That's, mm -hmm. what, that's what goes into winning a championship. We can go through every single year and see what happened, what broke your way to get you there. And to me, I would tend to put trust in a team that I've seen be consistently at the top of the conference year after year to then finally break through than I would be to jump on the bandwagon of a team that's hot and exciting and added one new player that we are all supposed to lose our minds mm -hmm. over. So I, that's my only hesitation with, with the Bills and saying that they've peaked is they're right there every single year. Not too much has changed, and it's a long season. Slick, my favorite sport, contrary to popular belief, not football. 
Not basketball, not soccer. It's actually track, track and field. Mm-hmm. Track and field. Why? Because you don't have to debate, oh, did the quarterback add value? Did the, how much important was the point guard? Well, was it the coach? No, no, no. I mean, track. you do have some stuff to say about Flojo, but that's for another time. For another time and another day. <laughs> um, but Slick, fascinating thing about track, at the end, nobody's getting faster. It's just who's decelerating the slowest. So it's not like people, Usain Bolt was actually speeding up for the last 30 meters. He was just slowing down at a less rapid pace than everybody else. I don't know that the Chiefs this year will be better than they were last year. I don't know that the Bills this year will be better than they were last year. I don't know that the, call it the Dolphins this year, will be better than they were last year. Mm -hmm. But how much worse will they be? And when I look at the Bills, I think they will be worse significantly than they were last year because of the players that Shady mentioned are great, but aging. And not like the cute aging. The aging of, like, Mm. my starting safeties are now 32 years old. The aging of my Von Miller is now 34 years old. So I think they've peaked not because they're going to fall off the cliff. Right. I just don't think they're speeding up any longer. No, that's fair. I, I didn't want to say and won't say that they've peaked because of Josh Allen. I feel like Josh Allen can get better. Mm-hmm. And for that reason and that position, I feel like talent-wise, they could still move in the right direction. I feel like this iteration of the Bills, though, has expired. <laughs> Something needs to change. And it starts with Sean McDermott. I hear you, Shady, in terms of being a good coach. But he's not showing me that he's a good manager. Um, th- there's an old saying about relationships. You never, go to, you never go to bed mad. No. You resolve your differences before you go to bed. Uh, and that's what he did with Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is still carrying something from last season. They all went their merry way in the offseason and came back, and nothing was ever resolved in terms of the way Stephon felt about the way their season ended and his role in it. Good point. Sean McDermott, on the very, when, when Stefan didn't show up, said, I'm very concerned. The next day he said, everything's resolved. Clearly, neither one, I don't know which one it is, but nothing has been resolved. And if you were that concerned, why didn't you address it sooner? Mm. So that's where I feel like if, and you guys know this, like, Every season, you're going to hit bumps in the road. You're going to have mm-hmm. challenges. You're going to have disagreements. You're going to have issues that are going to come up. And somebody has to galvanize you and walk you through those things. And by and large, it's a head coach who can keep everybody on the same page. Sean McDermott is not demonstrating to me during the offseason that he's capable of that. And if I, again, to the point, like yeah. with the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Dol- like everybody coming – I can't afford to have a team that is going to be knocked off its stride this easily. No, you're, and you're totally right. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised, though, how this, how this happened because Sean McDermott, he's one of the coaches where he has, like, the open room, you know, uh, open door open policy. policy. Come in there, hey, if issues with the offense or, or the play caller and whatever it is, teammates, talk to me. And he has a, a thing with committee of, of vets, and I'm sure Stefan Diggs is on that committee where they can come talk to mm. Coach Sean McDermott. He does a great job of managing that. If our guys fatigued or retired or how they feel about the travel. Like, he's always trying to um, find out what's the best way or simplify the game plan or simplify the schedules for all the players. So seeing that is kind of frustrating to see that because knowing what type of coach he really yeah. is. Shady, quickly, I think Sean McDermott's a phenomenal coach, but I yeah. had a conversation with the producer earlier this morning. Is there a chance that he could be on the hot seat, like a dark horse for the hot seat? I can't. I can't. He's changed that, that Buffalo, right? And, and, and in a sense, they're not going to Super Bowls, but they're back to the old. Uh, Bills days where they were going 
every year they were in the finals, or, or not the finals, but the, the championship yeah. games, right? Either, either AFC or actually in the Super Bowl. So I can't see them going back to firing Sean McDermott because before Sean... It wasn't no good. Come on now. Let huh? me ask you this, though. Is there ever a point, and you know Buffalo Bills fans, you know Buffalo Bills faithful, is there ever a point where there's a thought of you could be wasting Josh Allen's career? Remember, two years ago, Josh Allen had... 36 touchdowns, 4,400 yards, six rushing touchdowns, and 763 rushing yards. Over 5,000 total yards, one of the craziest seasons statistically we've ever seen. Yeah. Is there ever a chance where you're like, all right, Sean, Josh is one of the greatest physical talents at that position. I need results. I mean, yeah, and uh, some, some of that is Josh, too. Like, like right. we got to put some, some blame on Josh. Sometimes Josh gets kind of crazy, yeah. throws picks and et cetera. Good point. But he's a great quarterback. I just think that... To have a chance to get to the AFC Championship game or get to the Super Bowl, that's good enough. All you need is a shot. Yeah. And they've been presenting that every year. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, well said. Well, the Suns definitely have a shot now of making it to the NBA Finals. They added Bradley Beal to an already loaded Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. But do we like the new look big three? Or was it actually a mistake? Got to answer that. We return. Next on Speed. Ain't no way. Baseball is back, and so is Slippin' Bats. Five times a week, Monday through Friday. So follow us on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, family. The huge news in the NBA, and it is big. The Wizards finalized the deal, sending all-star multiple times Bradley Beal to the Suns. Now, for those of y'all that need some context, Bradley Beal, I believe he's one of only four players to average 30-plus points per game in two of the last four seasons. Bradley Beal's an absolute scoring machine. Joining with Kevin Durant, joining with Devin Booker. So this is a huge, and I mean huge, trade. But, Joy, are you sold on the Suns' new big three? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sold on the Suns' new big three. I think that Bradley Beal is a very underrated player, which is kind of silly to say because I think everyone thinks he's a good player. He's just been out of our sights a bit yep. for a while due to some injuries and the fact that he you know, has been playing for the Wizards. No shade, but he's not there anymore for a reason. He is a walking bucket, and he is a great player, a legitimately great player. So you have an all-time great player – in Kevin Durant, you have an all-time great scorer in Devin Booker, and now you've added Bradley Beal. And what I love about this combination is the fact that they're moving in a new direction now. They have a championship coach in Frank Vogel, who is a defensive coach. So the rest of this roster and, and the pieces that they put around them will be intentionally chosen to supplement what they're doing. So I, I do have a lot of faith in it. I, I know these things take time, but look, KD and Booker clicked like that last mm-hmm. year, like immediately. They obviously needed more time, and they needed some different uh, complementary pieces, which is what we saw in the postseason. But now they're going to have an entire season together. It's going to be a very high-scoring offense, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think that they can, throughout the course of the season, find balance in what they're doing. I love it. Shay, do you play any blackjack? I do. You play some I love blackjack. I love me some blackjack. I played far too much blackjack because I was in Philly on practice squad. I had some free time. Shady, you know what I don't ever do when I play blackjack? What I don't ever do? If I got 14 and the dealer has a face card and I'm at a loss, I don't double down. Because you don't double down on a losing hand. And what the Suns have done in my mind, why I am not sold, is that they have doubled down on a losing hand. Last year, you decided to trade away Mikael Bridges and you decided to trade away Cam Johnson for Kevin Durant. 
thought that was a winning decision. But then you realize, wait, I have no bench. What do they do go this year, right now, yesterday? You know what? On top of not having a bench, we are going to further deplete our bench and double down on a losing hand. Monty Williams, he won Coach of the Year, I believe, just two years ago. It may have been three, if I am mistaken. I'm a year plus or a year minus. Now we're going to get rid of him. Proven to be a winner. We're going to get rid of him. Devin Booker did not know how to win. He knew how to score. He didn't know how to win before Chris Paul showed up. Mm. And now we're going to get rid of the catalyst for Devin Booker winning. You don't double down on losing hands. Shady, I'm not sold because it appears to me the Suns are just doubling down on wrong. Wait, wait. I'm sold, but before I begin to that part, so let's say they didn't make the trade, right, with Kevin Durant. You think that team could beat the Nuggets? No, but no. I think this team okay. is further away from okay, beating so the Nuggets. Okay, so hold on. So, so but, uh, that part didn't work. See, so, so that's my thing about, like, trying to get better. So when they, had, when they didn't have Kevin Durant, Right, and they, and they had the, the old squad before they traded them. They couldn't win with that team. Sure. Okay, so let's try something different. Right, let's try something different. They go get Kevin Durant. That didn't work. Mm-hmm. So instead of doubling down, let's add. Hmm. Let's add another superstar, right, to the picture. Hmm. It's going to be hard as hell to defend these boys. And we don't know who they're bringing in. They're bringing some good def- defenders, some, some, some savvy vets, some shooters. This team will be good, though. So... Just, just pump your brakes a little bit. I know y'all, y'all, y'all don't like it because y'all, y'all, I guess you feel like you've seen it before. Yes. That's, my, that's think, my thing. I think it's something totally different. Totally it's, different. Defending these three is going to be tough to do. You know, the, the, this is the issue that I have, yeah. Joy <laughs> and Shady. Call you by names. Okay. Is that you guys keep talking about these ancillary pieces. They're just going to go get these really good defenders and players that are going to... It's really easy for you to make that case with this open-ended... We don't know who they are or how they're going to get them. Mm-hmm. Where did they exist? What do they look like? Because, for example, the Los Angeles Lakers redid, reshuffled their roster, mm-hmm. and they improved and got better to a point. Like, Malik Beasley was good when they first got him, and then you mm-hmm. couldn't play him in the postseason. Jared Vanderbilt was limited as a great defensive player, but wasn't an offensive threat. So as soon as they got to the postseason, they could lay off of him and they could make things difficult for everybody else. I just need to see all these other pieces because as I look at the Denver Nuggets winning a championship, it wasn't just Nikola Jokic. Not at all. And it wasn't just Jamal Murray. And it even wasn't just Aaron Gordon. It was Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Bruce Brown. And even rookie Christian Brown gave you 15 in a game. Like, all of the complimentary pieces made a contribution at some point. And I can already hear Joy in my head saying, well, why can't the Suns find a Christian that, Brown that's and my find thing. a Bruce like, Brown like, and find all these guys? You don't think they can guys. find some, some help like that? Christian Brown, he was... He was can you 15 find- points, but he, he, he's, a, he's a scrappy. He plays hard. Don't act like he's just some damn all-star that we can't find nowhere. No, you might find one, but are you going to find four or five? That, that was the magic well, of this Denver well, Nuggets well, team. Now, now, hold, on, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, See, we, I, knew, we, I knew it. We're doing too much. We're doing too much here. Get this. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. The, right. the, the Lakers move yeah. was wildly successful. Wildly successful. They were in the Western Conference Finals. I don't care about them getting swept. All them other teams, all those emerging teams in the Western Conference were nowhere near the Western Conference Finals. Okay. So, so, so that move that they made for all those pieces that nobody wanted, we didn't know what was going to happen, right. turned out to be great. Not right. good, great. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially Agreed. considering where the Lakers were, which was right. outside of the yeah. playoffs before they made that change. Agreed. Right. Agreed. So those players yes. are out there. 
You have to find someone who knows how to find those players and put and those players Western together. Conference but don't correct Western Conference Finals. Come I don't on. care about them getting swept. Yeah. They were there, and all these good teams, all these emerging teams, right. all these young teams, all these deep rosters were not there. All right, hold on. Did they sign these guys as free agents? Did they sign Rui Hachimura? Look, the Did Suns are going to go in. The Suns Malik are not going to start Vanderbilt? the season Did with they six si- players under contract. We don't know who they're going to bring in. And maybe they will bring in okay. a roster of, of, of guys who can't play. But maybe they will bring in an intentional roster, which is what I'm assuming they're going to do. I fully expect they're going to trade DeAndre Ayton. And I would expect that they're going to get a couple of good role players Have for to. him in exchange. Okay? We're, we're, that still puts you at like five or six guys. You, in, okay, but we're not talking. They're not. This is not a team that's built for the regular season. They're going to be exciting during the regular season, but they made this move to win championships. So you know the roster gets shortened as you go into the postseason. Okay. You're not going to go all the way down to your to your twelfth guy. That's not how it works. I can't even get to six with this team. You are going to have more players. He, he, he can say that right because now we've seen them play. But if we take it all the way back, I remember when Bruce Brown was starting. With 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 the, with the Nets, I'm like, who's this guy? He's okay. Right. You didn't know he was gonna be this good. No. You didn't know he's hold up. You didn't know he was gonna be this good. He was for the for the Nuggets. Let's say it together. Did you say he was starting for the for the Nets? Yeah. Okay. So now I get Time to bring out. him off the bench. Time hold, 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 totally hold, different hold, thing. Hold, he was, well, it was up and down the lineup because of injury and because of Kyrie Irving with some of the stuff he had. Okay. That's one. Fair. That's why fair, he was starting. Fair. But what I'm saying is, when he was when they made him start, okay, Bruce, you're going to play. You didn't know he would be this. Like he is right now, today. Agreed. You didn't know that. Okay. Right? Okay. So my thing is, who's it to say that we like get a player that wasn't, we, we didn't think that the Holly of him on another team, he comes with this team, he's going to be a great player. We just, or a great role player. We just watched the Miami Heat with seven undrafted players on their roster all through the postseason, every oh, single I series. I nobody can... knew who these guys were. Now, if you're a basketball fan, these guys are, are household names. Joy Taylor. What? You are a Miami Heat devotee. Who is the, who is the general manager? Are you going to tell who me? Who is the general manager for the Phoenix Suns? Uh, James Jones. Oh, come on. <laughs> you can't. No. You, the, the DNA just Hi, doesn't James. flow everywhere. Oh, stop it. Oh, it sure does. It. Oh, it sure oh, does. Stop. Here, oh, it surely does. Here's oh, my thing, though. Because seriously? Is, is there a Spurs tree? Oh, There's my a Spurs tree. Goodness. There's a Heat tree. They made this trade to beat the Nuggets. The Nuggets are the king right now. Nuggets are sitting on the throne. They made the trade to beat the Nuggets. The real question is, do you all believe that this Suns team can, however they do try to manipulate the roster, be better than the Nuggets team? I currently do not. And the reason I don't is because there's something to me about what the Nuggets were building for years upon years upon years. There's something about the fact that Malone had been there for eight years. Jokic and Murray had been there for several years. There's something about the fact that KCP was literally the fourth, fifth, or sixth best guy on the roster, had won a chip with the Lakers just two years prior. MPJ had 18 points in one game. Bruce Brown had 18 plus in one game. Brown had 15 points in one game. There's something to the fact that the Nuggets didn't beat the Heat, because they were top-heavy. They beat the Heat because they were middle and bottom. Because they were loaded, yes. But what, what I'm saying is, if you're the Suns, what would you rather have them do? Get depth. Like, De- we, but like Depth we, what? What depth up, where? You know, depth with who? If Joy. you're trying to beat the Nuggets, you're not going to beat the Nuggets by having a great eighth guy on the roster. You're going to beat the Nuggets by being able to outscore them mm. because you're not going to stop Jokic, and everyone knows that. 
So everybody else has to contribute at a high level. The, the roster slick, even though I would say that I like the Suns' manipulation of their 2021 roster more than this one because then you had the players we're talking yeah. about. You had Jay Crowder who was willing to play defense and shoot the three. You had uh, CP plus you had Booker who could give you your points. Yeah. You had Cam Johnson. You had Bridges. And what and did that team do? It went, right. it went to the NBA Finals and, and, it, it, was. Was. and it lost. But it went so, to the so NBA Finals. To, to, to a team that was assembled how? To a team that was assembled how? To a team that built was built over the years Here, in the like, Bucks. The next year they lost after that year. Then they lost again. Change. Gotta add on. That's the truth. Here, that here. sounds that sounds good, but come on. Here's the truth of the matter. Like them guys was going to go to the and win a finals. They want to win a championship. You think that team would have a better chance of beating the I, at Nuggets this point, right now? At this point, yeah. At this point, yes. Here, here's the truth of it. Because we're, I, I, I'm not mad at them getting Bradley Beal for Chris Paul. Oof. They, they didn't give. They were going to waive Chris Paul. I don't really have a problem with that move. It's a great trade. <laughs> yeah. You know the, what for wasn't the a great trade? What's that? The trade for Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's where I'm at. You gave up Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four future first-round picks, which kills your ability to add pieces now. Yeah. That's what they just I, gave I, up too I, much. I, until it doesn't. Until yeah, they right. throw out the roster, and then they're in the Western Conference Finals, and then was it a bad trade? Yeah, you're not going to remember this conversation. Wait they're going to oh, remember this conversation oh, when it happens. Just, Let's remember this conversation. I've seen what the Nets did. I'm not in on no more new age big three. That's not the be. Nets. This is not the be. Nets. Frank yeah. Vogel's a chick. Do you know who was coaching that Nets team when they got there? What did James Harden do with the Nets? A lot Nets? of people won chips with LeBron James. That's all I'm saying. A lot of, a lot Wait, of people won chips with LeBron James. Right, as we're about to go to break. They do. Oh, he can do it again, though. But, oh, speaking of LeBron James, so, yeah, we get to talk about him and chips. Oh, Mike Malone, head coach for the Nuggets, was throwing shade at the King. The King responded from Europe. Do we like how the King is clapping back? You have to hear that next on Speak, or Joy Dude. might respond to what I just said. All right, we'll see you soon. <laughs> Okay, let's transition to some hoops. Mike Malone. Look at my boy. Oh. Look at my boy. My favorite of the show, y'all. He was talking oh. cash after the Nuggets won an <laughs> NBA title. They beat the Lakers, remember, along the way. But you might have missed Mike Malone trolling LeBron James when he said, quote, I'm thinking about retiring, so don't tell anybody, close quote. That was making fun of what LeBron said after he lost to the Nuggets. Well, the King clapped back. He posted, been in Europe for the last few weeks, minding my business, and I hear I'm on your mind that much, huh? I mean, I guess I see why, shoulder shrug, but wave the flag on these lames. Please make being player cool again, because the lame machine is at an all-time high. Enjoy your light, but just know I'm the sun. I stay on forever. <laughs> Salute, wink, praying hands. King, put the it, crown on when you talk about He is the king. He is the king. Jordan, that last line was a bar. That last line was a bar. Enjoy your light, but just know I'm the sun. I stay on forever. That's a bar. You like the clap back, Shady Joy? Where y'all at? Whoever wants to take it. I, I like it. I, I think, um, because normally LeBron doesn't really say nothing back. Mm -hmm. That's why I think, though, low key, it might have bothered him a little bit. Because he don't never say nothing back. He, he, LeBron's up here. He ain't got nothing to say to these dudes. But I like it, though. I like the back and forth. I like it actually from Coach Malone. Though. Yeah, like, yes. He's showing a cool side. I won't call it lame. I call it like, you know, being. Outside the box, because most head coaches don't really mm -hmm. joke like that. Mike Long. Mike Long. <sighs> I think it's very interesting. It's so funny to me when somebody wins, how they all of a sudden want to be the villain. <laughs> hey, it's tough over here. I'm going to just let you know, it is not an easy life. So you want to step into that role, just know you got to be really committed. 
because I don't want to hear no whining. I don't want to hear complaining. I don't want to hear boo boo hoo. <laughs> Why is everybody so mean to us now? All right. Allison, I'll talk trash all day long and I'll be quiet if I lose because that's how it goes. You're the winners, beat that drum. Mm. But just remember, we remember. People remember when you want to step into that space. You write big, big, big checks. Mm-hmm. Now they got a lot of big, big, big ballers so they can feel comfortable writing those checks. Mm. But that man has a few rings. He's got a few rings. He's got quite a little bit of success in this league. And the way that I see it, y'all even, because I happen to remember them beating you, that man beating you to win a championship just a few years ago. So he got his in, you got yours in, you got yours in more recently, so you're feeling good about it. But this time next year, if you're not up there, Mike Malone in, Again, <laughs> people are going to be calling you. Bring, bring. Remember all that? Blah, 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 that yabba yabba yap you was talking? Kiki ki. All right. Now you got to answer. I'm good with Mike Malone. Michael Malone. Mike Malone. Uh, Mike taking Malone. issue. Michael Malone. <laughs> taking issue. Taking issue with the Lakers getting all the love in the series after game one. Oh, watch mm. out. Lakers figured something out. Here they come. I'm good with that. We're the number one seed. Are you kidding me? Come on now. Like, you're going to talk them up? We just won game one. I, mm-hmm. I totally get him being upset with that. I get ups- I, I understand him being upset with they win the series and they're headed to their first finals ever, and all the talk is about LeBron James retiring. Hmm. Like, what do, what do we have to do for you guys to recognize what we're doing? Win. I get I win. get. I you get, win. And, That's what you got to do. And so here's the thing. There's a butt coming. So he did that. Right. They won. Where is it? Where is it? But you don't need to talk about that anymore once you win. Like, why are you now coming out and going, hey, like, I'm, I'm, I'm announcing that I'm retiring. First of all, that's corny, right? You're playing off of LeBron. Ah, come on. You just, you won the, you, you answered everybody. And LeBron, to your point, you got better things to do. You're clapping what, back. You're clapping back on right, this. Like That's talking trash, That's what I, I don't do the same thing. Who cares about you know that? What? Like I will say this: I would bet on Malone being able to back up his smack talking at this point more so than LeBron being well, able on, to back on. up his. On both, I, I, I'm cool with both for the situation. Fair. My thing is like, yo, we just won a championship. We just beat the, one of the greatest players that ever played this game. We, right? I'm bragging about that. I'm talking mm-hmm. trash about that, coach or player. But he wasn't bragging but, about that. I mean, he was complaining. He was ta- still I'm complaining ta- about, about talk- the other. Talk- I'm talking about talking trash in general. You are. Just talking trash in general. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm cool with it. I just think it's funny because it's really quickly, it, it shifts. That's how it is, like though. Like the adorable, yeah, loving, uh, sweet We lose, little we, talk, we, lose we can't talk trash. And now you want to talk trash? And that's fine. Yeah. Do that. I, I, now, listen, personally, I think it's kind of a strange, weird flex to be mad about us talking about the Lakers. Y'all not the Lakers. Sorry, sorry. It's your first time here. But the no, Lakers matter in the scope of the sports yeah, world. Wants if, to hear if, if LeBron winning, James, if the King speculates about possibly retiring, you're gonna get bumped. I, that's how it goes. But okay. don't you think if you're Mike Malone, like yeah. that's corny of LeBron? Because it's like, Bron, you know you're not retiring. Right. You just sad right. we just gave right. you that work right. in four right. games. What? You right. said we so LeBron, so LeBron, like LeBron owes the Nuggets the, the front page. No, no but, like, but he made that up. LeBron, you're too great to be a sore loser. Like, you're way too great. Tom Brady and LeBron in that same conversation. Tom Brady didn't lose the Super Bowl to the Eagles in 2017. Tom Brady retired and then came back. 
Correct, but the timing of it matters. Because yeah. Tom didn't leak his retirement. Tom didn't lose to the Eagles and go, ah, you know what, I think I might hang it up right yep. now. Yep. Nah, like, Man, y'all not going to disrespect LeBron James like this. LeBron what? wants to say he's going to think about it, he can think about it. He don't own oh, the, the Nuggets. He wasn't really thinking about it. Y'all want to talk about the Nuggets? 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 Y'all want to talk about the LeBron is the big dog. He's the big champ. Mm-hmm. But right now, they're the champs. And you can't tell the champ how he should act. No. Mama Lee said that. Mama Lee said, I'm saying? the champ the way I'm going to be the champ. Not the way y'all want me to be the champ. I'm going to talk trash. I'm going to do all I want to do because I'm the champ. I'm right just now. saying, he might end up with the Nuggets. You stay quiet and Nola next year. We're going to be right back. We got to finish all of this. We're going to be right back. Okay. Malone, pour one up for your boy. Okay, we're having a great conversation off camera, bringing it on camera. Shady, how important is leadership in basketball? Big deal, no deal. I, I think it's a big deal, but it depends what type of team you have. If you have an older team that everybody's bought in, you don't need that, that main leader like most teams may need. Mm. Younger team, some vets, some younger, you might need that, that one leader. But I feel like if it's a team that everybody's bought in, you don't need so much from one person to depend on them that's just to be the leader. I know you, 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 yeah, love to talk about the, the, the main leader, but every team. No, I'm, that. Not, I'm not saying you have yeah. to have one. I think your owner, your GM, your head coach, and your best player have to be on the same page. Yeah. And, I think, I think and, the Suns can be on that. I think that can be the Suns. I think you have to have somebody. We talked about it a little bit with, with Sean McDermott and, and Stefan. You need somebody that when things hit, the, hit, you hit a bump in the road, that they are going to bring you together. Who is that but, going but, to be? But what, if, but what if we could do that collectively, though? You see what somebody I'm saying? Start the conversation. Somebody's got to point us in the right direction. Unfortunately, I have to end this conversation. That's it for us.